Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hi, I'm John Peterson, and I work with the Minnesota Association of IB World Schools, known as MNIB. In this episode, we spoke to Martina Talich of St. John's School up in St. Joseph, Minnesota, and she is here today to do an IB training for Language B teachers. Those are the teachers of world languages in the IB. Uh, she has been working up at St. Joe, St. Joseph, uh, at St. John's School for quite some time and uh, is currently an IB educator. So we're going to hear from her about what it takes to be an official IB educator trained by IB to do workshops, which is what she's doing today. And the reason we took her out at lunch to speak to her a little bit just so that you could learn a little bit more about what it takes to be an IB educator. She gets into the philosophy of, of IB teaching, language in particular, talks a little bit about conceptual teaching and learning in the IB, and also about the changes that are on their way and coming for the language B, we call it second language or language B teachers uh, of various languages she's working with today. Hi, this is John Peterson. I'm here today with Martina Talich, who is a diploma coordinator at St. John's School in Minnesota, and uh, we're going to ask her a few questions. So, Martina, um, you're here today doing a workshop for the Language B updates that are coming up this fall. Could you go ahead and just introduce yourself a little mm-hmm. bit to the audience and uh, tell us what you do at St. John's? Sure. I'm originally a Croatian from Bosnia-Herzegovina, and I started with the IB about 10 years ago in my school in my hometown, Mostar. <coughs> Uh, in that school, I used to be a CAS coordinated a theory, theory of knowledge teacher. I taught Spanish group one for native speakers, Spanish A, Spanish uh, B, Spanish Abinicio, French B, French Abinicio, and currently I coordinate the IB program, teach Spanish and French online. I also do other things with the IB because I love IB. That's great. I, That's I facilitate great. Uh, online trainings for uh, Abinicio in English and in Spanish. That's online. And I do um, face-to-face trainings for B and Abinicio. I also, uh, I'm a visiting school member and I go to different schools who would like to become IB, look at their documents, listen to them, interview them for a couple of days and then help make that decision. I'm also an examiner for uh, Spanish Abinicio and B. All right. For our audience that doesn't know much about IB, could you tell them a little bit about the uh, IB Educator Network? All of those roles you just described make it sound like you work for corporate. (laughs) And in fact, uh, as I know and you know, you're a volunteer essentially for for IB. So how did you become an IB Educator? Um, I think I was lucky enough to uh, get a job in a school that was United World College, which means that they only teach IB. And where, where was that school? That was in Bosnia-Herzegovina in Mostar. Mm-hmm. And I was really amazed by the philosophy it had. So it's not only about grades, but it's about what unites people. For example, just to give you one example, the United World College in different countries will have a different mission. So the mission of my previous school would not be the same as the one that there is in Atlanta or Maryland. Right. There's one in, uh, in Montezuma, New Mexico, I know. Yes. So just to give you one example, in a a war-torn country, my town got split and divided in two parts, and the IB school is actually where the border is. Oh, wow. So (coughs) that is the only school, the only building in the country 
that has kids, international kids, and three different ethnicity under the same roof. Now, you'll find the schools that will have Muslim kids go to school in the morning. When they leave the school at 1, then Catholics or Orthodox will come, which is kind of under the same roof, but they're following different programs, so they don't see each other. In our IB school, we had Serbs, Croats, and Muslims studying together and living together on campus, which... You can imagine what education does to people when you work with people who you know are on the other side. Yep. It's not the same yep. as observing people on the other side. Exactly. And we, I have to remind people of the, the part of the mission, the IB mission, is to create a better and more peaceful world. Exactly. Through our m- mutual understanding and respect. And also that other people, their differences can also be right, which is something that we often forget. So, for example, the benefit of having the kids taking a history, IB history class, and I'm not a history teacher, but I hear it from my students, in that college back home would be, they would look at the civil war that we had 15, 20 years ago. Yes. And they would get three different accounts of the same event. And right. what that does to students absolutely is the winners write their own story mm-hmm. and the same story could be told or looked at from a different perspective absolutely and that's what ib students learn yep they learn to see the different perspectives so um if you could tell us a little bit about um you're here today doing a a workshop for for teachers here in the area and uh, these are language teachers and if i recall let's see i think if, if i get it right we have today with us we have spanish french teachers we have a Russian teacher. We have a teacher who teaches Hebrew. We have some German teachers, Japanese and Chinese exactly. teachers. You so, got them all. so yeah, that's that's all in the next room <laughs> over there with about twenty five different different people. So, what is it that you are uh, doing today? I understand there's some big updates in the language B, as IB calls it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are kind of the significant points you're getting through uh, today? I think the biggest changes, the biggest challenge is to actually present how the exams will be different. And then to try to make sense of it in terms of why is it different and what is it that IB wants us to learn. So one of the biggest changes, and it's not really a big change because it was in the curriculum before, but it wasn't emphasized enough, is actually something called conceptual understanding. Right. And that is the student needs to be aware of the context, put things in context, mm-hmm. and then say, what is my objective? Who is my audience? Right. And what kind of language do I use to get to to put my objective in practice so that's the teachers then need to know how do i learn how do i teach students to be able to express themselves in different environments Sure. With so the right language, like, okay, different so, registers. So the right, yeah, right. So the right language for the right situation. Exactly. I, I've heard you listening in the back of the room next door. The idea that you know, speaking informally, speaking with uh, older adults mm-hmm. uh, for the children, and and also speaking amongst themselves, they have different registers. Yes, in each and case. you know, life doesn't start with IB. No, but or end. But <laughs> IB teachers try to figure out where the students are and take them from there. Yes. And this conceptual understanding is not new in IB. For example, I, I in November I met with a student who graduated four years ago yes. from my school, and she was a full diploma student, and she said the most valuable experience for me was my CAS project. Right. And, and I and said, why? She said, I had to reach out to different community members, right. and that taught me 
how to talk to people from different backgrounds, different age, different social status, etc. Right. And for those, again, so that's those, yeah, people that aren't familiar with the CAS, which stands for Creativity, Activity, or Action. I, activity they changed now. it. Yeah, they changed it to uh, Creativity, Activity, and Service. Mm-hmm. It's a component of the service learning that all IB programs have, K-12, through the continuum. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's a way for students to connect to the community and take the values that they've mm-hmm. learned through being IB students and bring them to a greater, greater area. In IB classes, they are very much integrated. The question right. is that today, because this is a one-day workshop, but in a bigger three-day workshop, we discuss how do we integrate theory of knowledge, TOK, right. and CAS into our classes. Right. For example, in one of my classes that I've been working on, um, we did a lesson with where students watched a true testimony on YouTube mm-hmm. posted by three moms who come from different countries in Latin America and who have been away from their kids from 9 to 12 years. Wow. The kids stayed with the grandmas. And they had to work and send money home. So the, the, the question here is what is better or worse for the kids to be with the mom right. and not have enough to survive or not see the mother and have the money. So the task that the students had first to speak about this in Spanish, of course. Okay. And I told them, uh, you are part of this NGO and you have 5,000 euros. With this money, you're going to solve the mom's problem. So they were supposed to work together, find out what to do with that money, then send her an email, of course, formal. Yes. Solving the problem. But then somebody read their uh, email, pretended they're a mom, and they said, they had to say, no, this is not a solution and propose something else. So they're learning all different things. They had sure. to go online and see what is the ticket from between Guatemala and Spain. How do you solve the problem? They're learning the words like presupuesto, which is the budget. They get a response like, oh, okay, this is not well thought. Maybe I can do something else with this money. So we work on very different skills. Mm-hmm. You have independent work. You have collaborative work. You have cultural learning. You yeah. have experience, life experience. How much is this ticket? How much can yes. I do in five years? While you're learning of this difficult reality that the a lot yeah. of kids I mean, from Latin America terrific, are going through. Terrific. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, that, that, you know, when we try to explain IB to folks that are just learning about it or haven't heard of it, is this idea of putting all the learning in context. And as you just described, the context is everything. Because if they have the context and they're able to, to work within that context, they learn more. They get the big conceptual idea behind what it is they're trying to communicate. Exactly. Um, so, Martina, thank you so much. Uh, we don't have a lot of time. I'm looking at the clock, and, I, and you need to get back and work mm-hmm. with those teachers some more. Uh, I look forward to a further conversation. I know, in fact, I may be making a phone call soon to talk to you at length about some more other things. But this is a great, uh, great start, and I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me, John. You bet. Thank you.